Hey mama, you and I both know losing weight and living a healthy life is about the food, but it's not really about the food. We've been conditioned from a young age to conform into these tightly wound up balls of untruths, processes, and ideals that are not our own and don't serve us. Leaving behind a tornadic path of shame, guilt, regret, and unfortunately unwanted weight gain. Mama, we are straight up stuck in this mess and we have lost our way to happy and healthy. Over the last six years, I have worked with hundreds of mamas and nothing has become more clear to me. We must unravel what we think we know and push past these false teachings and empower ourselves to make choices that serve us and lead us to the life we want to live. Mama, unraveling can get a little messy at times, but we're mamas and getting dirty is a part of the gig. Here we go. Well, listen, today I really am excited, but more grateful of the topic that we are going to talk about today. Today's topic is going to be centered around emotional eating and how to, um, how to really take charge of that. And, and why I say it's a, it's an important topic to me is because I've really struggled with emotional eating for a multitude of reasons in my past. And it's also one of the things that I hear the most of from, um, the mamas that I get on a phone call with that, that people that are struggling with their health and their weight loss, people that are struggling with their, um, ability to have motivation and willpower. Um, a lot of it is tied around, uh, our, or emotional eating. And so today when I talk about what we talk about together is how to put an end to your emotional eating cycles and finally lose weight by recognizing that it is not about the food. It's not the Cheetos, not the Oreo, not the bag of chips. It is so much deeper and interesting and different than that. Okay. So I want to ask you a question. Have you found yourself in the pantry stressed out eating Oreos, chips, or, or whatever you can get your hands on? Sometimes it's the most random things that I'm like, I don't even like those things. Why did I overeat on, on that bag of whatever, right? Emotional eating is one of the most common coping mechanisms that we have in our tool belt. It is our, most of the time, it is our go-to drug of choice in coping with our feelings, our thoughts, our emotions, and our circumstances is emotional eating. And just because you're an emotional eater doesn't mean that you can't lose the weight or you can't break the habit. It just means that you need to learn more about yourself so that you can break that cycle. The first thing emotional eaters need to learn is that it's not really about the food. A lot of times people come to me and say, if I just didn't like Oreos, I wouldn't emotionally eat. And that is not true. I used to be an emotional eater and I'm not going to lie to you every now and then I emotionally eat when I am not paying attention. And when I am not in the space to recognize what I'm going to share with you today. Okay. So let me give you a little backstory. My son Easton was born with a lot of health problems. I know you look at this big giant healthy kid today and you would not ever imagine that, but he had to have several uh, surgeries as a baby as a baby. And it really took an emotional toll on me. Anytime that I felt anxious or stressed or worried or sad, or even relieved, I ate, I knew it wasn't good for me, but I couldn't stop myself. It literally was the only way that I could self-soothe 
the emotions that I was feeling good or bad. Right. I also knew this wasn't a habit I wanted to pass down onto my kids. So I dived into learning about emotional eating headfirst, why we do it and how to stop it. Okay. So first thing that I want to chat about is that emotional eating is about feelings, not about food. Okay. If you're taking notes on this, I want you to jot that down. Emotional eating is not about the food. It's about feelings. Okay. When I would emotionally eat, I would blame it on the food. The cookie sounded good. A neighbor brought over brownies. So I had to eat them. The kids didn't finish their food and I was too tired to make my own. So I just ate their leftover cold, nasty chicken nuggets, which I know were not good for me. And then those chicken nuggets led into the goldfish that were on their plate, which led into the ice cream or the whatever that they left out. Right. Food was always a scapegoat for me. And I told myself that the food was the problem, that the cravings were my problem, that self-control was my problem, but none of those were the problem. I always, always, always say, It's about the food, but it's not really about the food. And this is so true when we're talking about emotional eating. Emotional eating does not start with the craving. It ends with it. I'm going to say that a little louder for the people in the back. Emotional eating doesn't start with a craving. It ends with it. Emotional eating starts with an emotion or a feeling. Feelings lead to your actions. And when you find yourself mindlessly eating, it's not just because you're hungry. It's because you're avoiding dealing with the feeling that you're having. I found that happening so much with my son. I didn't want to face my fear. So I would ignore them and head for the fridge. I mean, can anybody relate to that? Tell me I'm not alone. I know I'm not alone. I get the honor of speaking to so many women who share this with me and I can truly have compassion and relate and understand because I am that person. I am healing from that. And I have been there, right? Emotional eating is a way to cope or avoid the bigger problem in our lives. It soothes us. But when it's all said and done, emotional eating usually leaves us in a worse place than when we started. That self-soothing only lasts for a fraction of a second for as long as the sugar high lasts and then you come toppling down. Being able to recognize this and want to change it is a huge sign that you're already ready to tackle your emotional eating, okay? So another thing that I want you to think about is we need to learn our triggers, good and bad. So we have to know it's not about the food. It's about, it's, it's a, it's an emotion that I need to deal with. Okay. Second, there are triggers, good and bad that cause me to feel a certain way. Triggered is an overused word these days. While it can sound a little cliche, it's actually very important to realize that everything is triggering. Nothing starts from nothing, right? Something has to spark a thought, a feeling or an action. So yes, literally everything triggers us. But we need to understand what triggers us to take action that serves us and what triggers us to take action that hurts us and pulls away from our goals, right? During one of my macros made easy program calls, I was talking with a mama who had fallen off track for a few weeks and then got back in alignment with her goals. I asked her these two questions, what triggered you to get you off track and what triggered you to get you on track? And most people are like, trigger you to get on track. Yeah. Right. Cause there are, there are things and cir- circumstances and situations that happen to us that pull us away. And there are things and circumstances and situations that push us towards, right? So we have to know those answering both of these questions is vital to understanding our habits and tendencies, right? So what triggered you to get off track? A lot of times we're triggered to get off track because we don't believe that we deserve the success or results that we're getting. We've talked about this before. Uh, there's a phenomenal book. It's called the big leap by Gay Hendricks check it out, read it. It goes in severe detail about how we, our unworthiness makes us feel like we're not worthy of good things. It's a classic case of self-sabotage. If you feel like this might be one of the reasons you're triggered, go listen to episode 73. We just talked about this on the Unravel Mama podcast. I talked all about self-sabotage and how to stop it in that episode. 
heavy emotional events can also trigger us to fall back onto old patterns. My son's health triggered me to emotionally eat like crazy. Maybe you've experienced a death in your family. Your workload has increased. A family member got sick and you had to live outside of your normal schedule to take care of them. That's, I mean, thank you. Good job. I'm proud of you. But we also have to be aware of how that's impacting us so we can take care of us too, right? Another big trigger is comparison. (laughs) This one for me, gosh, dang it. Why? Why is that one so hard, right? Maybe you saw an old friend from high school who you thought looked better than you. Perhaps you compared yourself to an Instagram influencer who looked like she had everything together. It's important to pinpoint the thought, feeling, and event that that triggered you to get you off track. And when you start to recognize these triggers, you can begin to eliminate them or heal them, which we'll talk about more in just a minute, okay? So the next thing that I want you to think about, I hope you all are taking notes, is what triggered you to get back on track, right? So we are talking about what triggered you to get you off track, what triggered you to get on track, understanding that emotional eating is not the food, it is the actual emotion that you are trying to self-soothe right? And so just as important as understanding what took you off track out of alignment with your goals is knowing what helped you to get back on track. Why would we need to know that? Because we need tools, my friend, right? Too often we focus on the trigger that hurt us, but the kind of thinking that keeps us stuck in a negative pattern, we have to understand how to combat that, how to overcome it. And we need to notice and celebrate what helps us get back on track so that we can use that as a tool to redirect our ship and keep going in the right direction, right? The hard thing about positive triggers is that they don't seem to just happen as often as negative triggers do. You aren't just going to wake up one day and you realize that you're more worthy today than you were yesterday. You have to put in the work to build those thoughts and beliefs about yourself. And so that's something that we have to triggers that pull us away. Just happen. They seem, they feel like they just happen. And the other ones, we have to be more mindful and and notice those more often and put them into play when we are not being triggered negatively, right? So that when we are triggered negatively, we have those to tap into, to put us right in the right direction. My macros made easy program includes mindset work and personal growth, because without it, you'll end up giving into your negative triggers without a way to find the positive ones. Okay. Let me give you a little hint. This is probably why dieting has failed you in the past. I'm almost certain this is why dieting has failed you in the past. It in the past, it is not good enough to just focus on the food. We must focus food plus mindset equals lifestyle, internal, external, uh, transformation. And that is what gives us our future and our future in health. Right. When I was talking with that mama who had fallen off track and I'd asked her what helped her get back on track, she said that without me asking her these questions and taking the time to get out of the abstract and really look at her life, she would not have figured it out. That's a really big deal. All I did was ask her to have a conversation with herself, have a conversation with yourself, right? She decided that she was going to let a problem or a setback defeat her. She was bigger than that problem and way more worthy. And so she was going to step back into her truth, back into the light and back into the things that serve her. You have to practice finding these positive triggers. You have to take the time to do the work if you want to find them, okay? You have to practice forgiveness and grace, and you have to keep going and allowing yourself to be human and to experience this human experience without judgment, without beating yourself up, right? Without that negative self-talk, but truly in an inquisitive way, how can I do better? How can I be better? How can I live better, right? And so you'll make mistakes, but you can get back up and you can try again. Okay. So the next thing that I want you to think about is how to work through your triggers faster. Okay. So after almost eight years of working through my own emotional eating triggers, I've learned how to get through a trigger much faster. 
An emotional eating binge used to take me back weeks. I would get overwhelmed, eat, feel guilty about eating, eat again, feel guilty about eating, and then eat again and get stuck in the cycle for weeks. Can anybody relate to that, right? This guilt, shame, regret, eat, guilt, shame, regret, eat, guilt, shame, regret, eat. (laughs) That's the hamster wheel of death that I put myself on. But as I learned to recognize my cues, I could slow down, choose to eat or not to eat, give into the emotions or deal with them. Right. And then I only fall off the wagon or fall out of alignment for a few days where before it was taking me weeks or months. Right. Then it got to the point where I choose not to give into the emotions and I'd walk through what was really bothering me. I'd have an honest conversation with myself. I'd come face to face with the emotions. And sometimes it took me a few days to figure it out, but that got faster and faster too. Days turned into hours and hours turned into minutes. And the more time I spent understanding myself, the less time it took me to deal with my emotions. Now, unfortunately, understanding your emotions and triggers isn't an all or nothing experience. It's not like once you understand why you're emotionally eating, you'll just get over it and move on and never do it again. You'll still get those triggers, but you'll now have tools to slingshot you forward instead of pulling you back and keeping you backwards. I call this the rubber band effect, right? The rubber band processor effect. When you get hit with the trigger, it's like pulling back on a rubber band. It creates tension, right? That tension has to be released and you have the choice to slingshot yourself towards your goals or to slingshot yourself towards pulling you away from your goals, which is burying your face in that bag of Doritos, right? You can give into that resistance and choose to slingshot yourself in a direction that serves you or a direction that doesn't serve you. But we have to understand that we're being slingshotted back by this trigger, right? Sometimes we're going to choose the wrong direction. Sometimes you're going to choose, yes, I'm eating the bag of Oreos or that sleeve of Oreos or that bag of chips. You're just going to choose that. And that's okay. But when you choose to work through an emotion, you can slingshot yourself forward. And we want to celebrate that. And we also want to celebrate the fact that we're noticing that we're choosing to stay stuck. And that's okay. Sometimes I choose to stay stuck too, but it's a choice and I'm aware of it. And in my awareness and in my choices, I can choose differently next time. And oftentimes I do right? And oftentimes you will as well. And oftentimes I watch my clients do the same thing. You can pass where you were previously. And it's a whole new level of growth that you've achieved. Every time you get stuck in that rubber band, you have the opportunity to get ahead. So a lot of us carry around a lot of guilt for being in the rubber band situation, but the rubber band situation actually makes us bigger, better, and stronger. If we choose to use it that way, nothing that you want in life, my friends is going to be easy. This is true of your health, of your mental health, of your physical health, but you can work to remember that you're worth more than you have right now. You have come so far and worked so hard. You do deserve to be happy. And it just takes a little attention to detail. And you might be here and you might be feeling overwhelmed. You might be feeling that this is not true for you. And I want you to know that I can help you overcome emotional eating. You can help you overcome emotional eating. So you can lose the weight, live your best life. And if you tried all the diets, which I have too, and they have failed, which I have too, that's what led me here. That is not a failure. That is what it took for me to get to where I wanted to go to find true freedom and to really step into my health and my nutrition, right? Then it's time to incorporate mindset work in your nutrition so you can change how you think, feel, and look at yourself and your food, right? So if you're like, girl, I'm stuck. I need something. I need help. I need direction. I need mentorship. I want you to drop me a little emoji below. If you're watching this in our private Facebook group, I want you to just drop an emoji below that says, I need to chat with you. I need some clarity. I need some awareness around how to get to where I want to go and stop and break this binge restrict cycle. If you're listening to this on the podcast, I want you to shoot me a message in the show notes below. You will see a clickable link. Click on that link. Let's get together. Let's chat. 
mama, listen, if you are living in this hamster wheel of death, which I know that's what it feels like. I've been there. I've done that. I did it for years and years and years. I want you to know that you can step off and it doesn't have to be dramatic and it doesn't have to be over the top and you don't have to flip your world upside down or crush anything. You just simply take a step off. And if you need help taking that step off, I want you to reach out to me and let me know. Y'all, that's what I have for you. Until I chat with you again next Thursday, be well. I'll talk to you soon. If you have any questions, comments, aha moments, light bulb situations, I want you to drop it in the comments below. I will chat with you all soon. Have an incredible day. Bye-bye for now. Talk soon. Mama, thank you, thank you, thank you for spending a little piece of your crazy day with me. I am hopeful that what I shared with you today allows you to put the pieces of your incredible life puzzle back together where it belongs. If anything from these podcasts resonates with you and you find yourself shaking your head, heck yes, mama, to what is being taught here, please hit that subscribe button and share this with other mamas who need to unravel in all the right ways. I created a place and a space for us to do just that. Go check out my free resource page with all kinds of goodies waiting to push you along in your success. Check it out at theunraveledmama.com forward slash resources with an S at the end. Here you will find tips, tricks, hacks, ideas, recipes, must-haves, and my favorites that have helped me crush my goals all along the way. Let's be action takers and move makers and take this to the next level so that you can find that sweet spot in your nutritional journey. See you next week, mama.